Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. This episode on side A of the record, uh, we're going to be talking about um, something that's uh, pretty pretty important this month. Uh, it's Women's History Month. Women's History Month. And uh, in honor of that, we picked... Uh, a theme that kind of, I guess it kind of goes along with that. Um, so this is, uh, your favorite, uh, female Grammy nominated artist from the nineties. And I like the nineties. I always go to the nineties, whether you like it or not. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, I think that was a, a turning point for women in music, uh, especially with, um, uh, some of the, some of the big artists, uh, one of the, my, my, my pick, and I think everybody else's pick, um, kind of goes along with that. But, uh, there's some really good stuff that came out of the nineties and then progressed into the two thousands. And today you see a lot more women, um, being nominated and getting Grammys and getting what they deserve for what they did. Uh, doesn't just happen in the film industry, it happens in the music industry too. So, um, but yeah, so. My pick is uh, one of my favorite artists from the 90s. I started hearing a lot of her stuff um, from uh, my sister and her friends. They were in college at the time, and um, I think she had a lot of hits on the radio, too. But a lot of her songs and her her backstory, I mean, just incredible, but kind of like really upsetting. But her her music goes that much further. Uh, so this is Tori Amos, and I picked Cornflake Girl. This is probably probably one of her bigger hits at the time, so I would say definitely um, I, I tend to go <laughs> I tend to go with pop, and this is this is pop, but it's also alternative rock, uh, maybe some maybe fits some other genres too. But uh, so, what y'all think? What do y'all think of Tori Amos, and what do you think of Cornflake Girl? And don't all go at once. <laughs> I know it's uh, blowing your mind, but uh, yeah. So I'll go ahead and kick this off. So um, shout out to all the women artists out there in the world. It's not just about being a female artist. It's about being an artist, period. And we want to thank y'all and give you your flowers and congratulate y'all for everything that you do musically, creatively, and just bringing the world to a better place whenever it comes sonically. So thank you. Without women, we would not be here. So that's just an honest statement. But when it comes to music and artistry, um, I tend to listen to more women artists um, only because they have layers and depths that they can go to that a man not necessarily can reach. Um, from an emotional standpoint, from a from a lyrical standpoint, um, the delivery is definitely one of those that that I tend to key in on. Um, you know, you can actually hear an artist, the artist, uh, thought coming throughout their their voices and um, you know how they express their particular music, and especially in the in the range in which they come out with. Tori Amos, I've always respected her crap. Um, especially when it comes to this particular song, like you said, it was one of her bigger ones. Um, you know, it's it's the swing beat, it's the it's the the uh, what do you call it sound like a banjo kind of coming into the play and then once once the actual song starts, everything kicks in and she is a beautiful lyricist. Um I've I've always given her credit for being a beautiful lyricist and somebody that makes you think uh, about the music that she's putting out, not just from a from an aesthetic standpoint, but also from just you know visual standpoint. Her her videos have always been beautiful as well, and something about her, man, the mystique is just crazy. So the fact that she picked this one to start off the race, like that, that was that was a good yeah. choice, man. Nah, man. Well, I I I uh, didn't mention like the details. Ninety four um, under under the pink is the album name. I didn't know who did research on this song. <laughs> But uh, uh, kind of left that open first. So uh, yeah, no, I I, pre- I can appreciate what you're saying too, Dietrich. Definitely, I I gravitate to a lot of female artists' music because I think that uh, not not necessarily like their lyrics. Like I can relate to all their lyrics, but I I think there's always really good stories. Uh, the music just has a different tone to it than male artists. I don't know. It's uh it's great. So uh, but a lot of a lot of music came out in the '90s from female. artists. 
artists that had never been heard of. And now they're, you know, 20, almost 30 years in and, you know, they're legends. So, sure. so what'd you guys, what'd you guys think of, uh, the music in general? Like, have you guys heard of Tori Amos? <laughs> Do you know who Tori Amos is? <laughs> so, I mean, so I, um, uh, I know who Tori Amos is. I, I haven't yeah. really gone that deep into her. It, this song sounded really familiar. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had, I've heard it before, but I did right. like it a lot. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, well, Tori Amos is one of those artists that, like, I've kind of always wanted to get, you know, deeper down the rabbit hole in, but sometimes, you know, it, it's a... It's it's different. Like it's one of those where it's not made for me, so it's kind of hard to get into it sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, a fabulous artist though, a- amazing amazing musician for sure, and and, and I right. enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, she she's a really good pianist too. Um, I I, I think she's multifaceted. She plays like multi, multiple instruments, and I mean she has really good range and. Like right. She kind of like falls in the category of like Sarah McLaughlin and, you know, like artists yeah, that you would see at the Lilith Fair, you know, stuff like that. Well, yeah. Well, I kind, of, I kind of always put her more in the vein of, of uh, Fiona Apple. You know, yeah, close, yeah, closely related to that, too. Yeah. yeah, they're all I mean, I think they're all tied in a way. Yeah. Like different, a little bit of a different sound, but they're also very som- somber music and some upbeat. But right. in the 90s, it was a different time. You know, it was like people that were listening to this, you know, they were the 70s, like styles for clothes were coming back and a bunch of people looking like flower childs walking, children walking around, <laughs> right. listening to like uh, women in angst music. Yeah. Well, no. They were ready to be heard, you know? So lots of good stuff, I think, comes out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that's she, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's like kind of definitely her voice was part of it was from anger. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Dietrich? No, I was just gonna say she's an acquired taste, famous yeah. Apple. They they both if you look at it from outside looking in, they could both be miscued as as somebody that's too lyrical or too into their music for it for it to thrive out. But in all actuality, that's just their artistry, man. Not everybody is for yeah. everybody. So but Absolutely. definitely she, she's on top of her game when it comes to the to the musical part of it. I haven't listened to a lot of Tori Amos, but this is a song that I have heard. Um, don't know when, maybe probably in college. I think I think I had some friends that like Tori Amos, so maybe that's where I heard it. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, I, I enjoy the song. I, I think it's a good song. I don't know why I have never really um, taken the the time to listen to more more Tori Amos. Um, maybe some of the other songs I've heard I didn't like as much as I like this one. Um, but this one is this one definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm impressed with this one for sure. So I yeah, I think this is a good choice. I like it. I am happy that everybody likes it. Uh, so, like, just a little bit of backstory about the song, real quick, before we go into someone else's pick. So, the, uh, the Cornflake Girls, it, it's it's actually sort of like a political reference to girls in um, in Africa that were part of tribes that were forced to have genital mutilation. <laughs> it's sort of like a weird, yeah, it's a it's a pretty strong reference, right? But um, I think that's where that comes from. So if, it, if there was one girl that sort of outs another girl that's um, that had a had a good friendship with her, but still kind of like to their benefit, mm. um, that's a cornflake girl. <laughs> so, and then they, you know, I think there's other references that are just like totally off the wall. <laughs> so the song, the song has a has a direction, and then it kind of goes off the wall, off the rails a little bit. <laughs> But uh, that's Tori Amos for you. So there you go. Um, all right. Let's go into Taj's pick. <laughs> it's your <laughs> turn, Night- Taj. Nighttime. I don't know. Okay. I just was looking at you. We have video for all our listeners. We can see each other. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Taj looked it. eager. Yeah. I, I looked eager. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So I picked a song um, that was on. So it, the I think you already covered it, but we had to pick a song that was nominated or won a Grammy in the '90s. So um, I kind of went down that rabbit hole and looked at all the various lists. Um, I ended up picking a song that showed up on the 39th um, annual Grammys. Uh, so this was the one that came out in '97, um, and so. 
this artist actually the song what that she had uh, was nominated for album of the year it, the song that I picked got nominated for song of the year um and it also got nominated for um rock or or so they did best rock song. So what's interesting with the Grammys is normally they separate uh, female and male. There's only a few categories where they're mixed together. Um, and it's when I was going through there, like even the ones that were like just general genres, like they tend to be heavily more male artists. So this this is kind of why I went for this one. I was like, ooh, she she she's on there. And so uh, she actually won the best rock rock song. So the artist I picked was Tracy Chapman, and the song I picked is "Give Me One Reason." Give me one reason to stay here, and I'll turn right back. So um, I've always loved this song. I can't remember when I first heard the song, but you know me, I, I'm a sucker for blues. Uh, this is just a, an amazing song. Um, and it's, yeah, uh, I, I will be be honest, I did not know the exact artist that, that did it. Um, and so it, I will also say... <laughs> That you know, it, it seems we're doing this, but but like you know, the the what I think is iconic about the song is that I, I <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. I'm gonna get in trouble. I, I didn't know that it was a female artist because the octave is right there where it's either a guy with a really high pitch. Or, oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, but the song itself is great. I mean, the song speaks. It it, it could be either genders singing the song. You know, just ask for one no all right i'm wrong i mean okay. she's all woman dude i know i know <sighs> i have to put my foot uh, in my mouth that she's a legend for sure so you're, you're all good we, we, Taj we edits the episode so you have an opportunity here <laughs> i have yeah, an opportunity here that's true but but either way i mean i unapologetically love the song so it is it's what i'm saying so it's an amazing awesome song so yeah well, there you have it. Yeah, so yeah. like uh, definitely, you picked a you picked one of uh one of the treasures for sure. Yeah, and I yeah I really definitely love Tracy Chapman. I mean, I think Fast Car is awesome. Uh, she had a lot of hits on like this like a whole hit album. Like, but, like right. I just would hear that in bars. I'd hear that at parties. Hear it on the radio. Um, this is you know, give me one reason is definitely one of my favorite songs from the '90s growing up. Um, and it gave, I think she gave women a whole new, uh, I guess, reason to be into something like music and to like trust yourself and try something new. Um, she's definitely a pioneer for women in music. And right. I mean, she's still, it's great. And, <laughs> but, and, uh, and I think she won for Fast Car in like 89 or it was 89 or 90 she won for fast car so yeah no that yeah. sounds about right i mean yeah. she was on mtv all the time um and definitely like that you know her her music is coming from the heart too so like a lot of these artists you know like i don't know what it is but maybe it's just women in the 90s or women today uh, a lot of their music lyrically I, I can really get on board with it there's a story for sure nice pick well thank you so I'll uh I, I like the song for sure. Okay. Um and I have I have kind of a I have it, it's it'll be a brief little story, but back when I was in high school, the high school I went to, uh Keller High School, um, there was a student there who won a contest. And because they won the contest, um, Tracy Chapman actually came to our school and performed at at my high oh my school. Wow. Here's the pro here's the thing though. I didn't know who Tracy Chapman was at the time, and okay. I didn't go because I didn't know oh, no. who okay. Tracy Chapman right. was. And then shortly after that performance, that this song was on the radio a lot, and I'm like, oh, this is a really yeah. good song. And then I found out it was Tracy Chapman, and then I kicked myself for not going to the show. So, oh, um, gosh, yeah. yeah. I could have gone to a free show at my high school uh, with Tracy Chapman. <laughs> that is me. a crazy story. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish so, you had gone to it, though. But yeah, that's I a wish really I good did, story. too. But I, I, I didn't know who Tracy Chapman was at the time. I, uh -huh. you know, I maybe had heard Fast Cars before, but yeah. you know, I, I didn't put two and two together. So. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I, I really I really like the song. Um, and I think it's a good choice. And uh, 
she's a, a very gifted artist musician and and uh yeah i mean this this is it's always a nice one to revisit and listen to and uh hearing it again brought back that that memory of not going to the show when i showed up <laughs> give you another reason to the show. yeah man so I don't have a good story to follow up like that, but still got a little bit of a story. So um, my stepdaughter uh, wanted to learn guitar and she picked up one of her brother, older brother's guitars and, you know, started fiddling around with it and then come to find out she can learn to play by ear. So the first artist that she actually learned to play, Tracy Chapman, the first song that she learned to play outright was Give Me a Reason. <laughs> So, <laughs> just learning the different chords on how to play through on the main lines of it. This is what I had her listening to. And she actually went back in and she now knows how to play the whole album back, forth, then up, down, and then some. So it's just, it just bolstered her creativity. And it's one of those things where, you know, when you, when you are a role model, not even trying to be, and you can point somebody in the right direction, that's when you know you're doing a good thing. And Tracy Chapman is one of those individuals that I would consider a role model woman, not only in her bluesy approach to music and her, you know, the way she looks, she definitely stuck to herself and to her guns. If she, she would have left it to the industry, they would have slapped the kind of makeup on her, trying to put her in a dress and, and try to make her like sex sales type situation. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not with none of that. I'm, I'm sticking to my roots. I'm sticking to who I am, what I am, what I do. I, I know a big influence, um, nowadays, uh, that's out here in music is the, the artist by the name of her. <laughs> and she was heavily influenced by Tracy Chapman. Um, she's a little more grammed up, but she still has that same grassroots background, um, that can literally get down on many instruments, many, many musical talents, and not only singer songwriter, but she attributes all of her stuff to, you know, pioneers like Tracy Chapman. So the fact that you picked this song and the fact that it's got that little nice warm spot in my heart before <laughs> the teenager became a real teenager and stopped wanting to be around me. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a blessing within itself, man. That was a good call. Oh, okay. And Brandon, I feel you all missing that concert, bro. I know, I know that thing. I know that thing. That hurts. <laughs> Yep. But look at it this way. You may have heard her before she actually put out some good shit. So you, you, you <laughs> would have left a bad tasting about. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. No, yeah. I definitely appreciate that story, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think she was a big influence on a lot of younger people today. And then, so that's really cool. Uh, so what you got, Dietrich? What was your, uh, what was your pick? Your choice track? My choice track came from another female that's primarily playing guitar. Um, you know, she's a little bit closer to Homer, Alaska, though, way on the other side of the, of the United States, so to speak. And, um, she came into the game, uh, kind of a little bit of controversy. Uh, she, uh, had her father, who was a local musician, um, in their area. Uh, she actually came up with him, um, primarily for singing, but also doing yodeling as well. That was one of her pastimes alongside with that. Um, she wanted to play it into her music. Um, the label that she was on at the current time didn't want her to do that. And they kind of had a label fallout war between who was actually going to sign her and, and where she was going to be. A couple of the labels that she was on wanted to drop her. Uh, a couple of A&R said, no, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. And so there was a, a bidding war type of situation back and forth. Uh, finally, she got to release her debut album, uh, back in 95 and, um, it went on to sell 12 times platinum. Uh, it's one of the highest debuts for a, a, a debut album ever in, in music history. Um, she sold over 30 million albums worldwide and she just released the album last year. Um, she's still kicking in and doing, doing her music her thing. And who I'm talking about is the artist Jewel. And it's the first song that I ever heard from her and which was just, you know, it just had that soul and that, that touch of, I need to hear this over and over again to it. And that was Who Will Save Your Soul. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Oh, she was nominated for the Grammy. Um, she did not win that year. Um, it only peaked at number 11 on the on the Billboard charts. But she released two other singles off of that particular album. Um, and they went on to do bigger and better things. But yes, 
that's the artist jewel what do y'all think about who will save your soul so i remember when this song came out and i think the first time i heard it i really enjoyed it and uh and always enjoyed listening to it when it was on the radio and i remember i liked the song so much that i went to go buy the album and i remember listening to the album and a couple things this song is the best song on the album (laughs) and um and the version on the album is different than the single it's 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 a little bit different and i was a little disappointed that it didn't sound exactly the same as the the radio the radio play um so uh, I still enjoy the, the version on the radio much more than the one that's on the album. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still, I still like the song quite a bit. I made sure for this episode to listen to the, the version that I prefer. Um, I did not listen to the one that's on the album unless they, they've come to their senses and put that one on the album, but I don't think they have. So they, they did, they did a remastered version of it and they put that one on it. Okay. Good. Good. Cause yeah. I, yeah, I just remember it being a little, little, little disappointed when i listened to the album like wait but that's what i wanted i wanted yeah that that edit but um yes. yeah yeah no it's it's still a good song you know i don't i don't i can't remember the last time i listened to jewel um but i this is definitely i still think this is her best song for sure and i mean this is the one that put her on the map and there's a good i mean there's a reason for it you know it still holds up mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that uh you know, this is great i, I love jewel growing up she was always like one of the hottest you know uh <laughs> I think everybody I talked to was like, oh, my God, cool. She's like the hottest chick in uh, music today. So, like, at the time, I was like, yeah, maybe that's what I cared about more at the time was, like, is she hot? So that uh, maybe I was part of the problem. I don't know. But I've come to my senses <laughs> since. Uh, and uh, I've heard I've heard interviews with her. One interview on a really big podcast out there that people are listening to. Um, not a fan of the podcast necessarily, but the interview is cool. I heard yeah, that she... Don't talk about choice tracks like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, like she was, uh, Jules, like she grew up poor in Alaska, like you're saying. And I think at one point her, uh, family was like, they're like kind of like pioneers <laughs> after pioneers were necessary. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like her grandparents were, um, living in the mountains and I think they ended up like, this is her from her uh, eating a cat. <laughs> they found a cat and like they didn't have any food. That's how poor they were. Like they actually they hunted a cat and ate it. So that was kind of weird. It gave me a weird like after all these years of uh, thinking, oh, wow, Jewel's so awesome. I love her music. That just gave it's just like, whoa, that gave me a really weird <laughs> mental picture of Jewel. But I think her music, yeah, her music aside from her her upbringing, and it wasn't her fault that that, that happened. But uh, yeah, it's great. And like Brandon's saying, maybe maybe that album wasn't like something that I would I would wouldn't listen to the whole album through. Like I love this album. This is a great album. I gotta have this album. That's definitely one of the songs that uh, I would see on MTV, VH1. You know, that was always played. So one of my favorites for sure. Great acoustic uh, sound. So nice pick, man. Well, I think the so, only. Oh, 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 did you go yet? You didn't go. No, did you? I didn't go. So, so a bit, <laughs> we're gonna forget about Taj. I, Just kidding. It, so I like the song. Um, it, I I enjoyed the song. I know I've heard it before. I either owned this album or her second album, which is Spirit. The thing was, like, it, I kind of agree with Brandon. Like, um, I owned the album, but I would always start this one and then stop it and switch to Dido. <laughs> I was always a way more Dido fan than Jewel fan. There you go. Dido. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, but everybody loved Jewel. Like, it, I don't know what it was, but yeah, for sure. Everybody was like, she, she, she was the better artist, but I was like, I'll take Dido. But anyway, she, the song, she was the more commercially marketable artist. Yeah. <laughs> between her and Dido, for sure. Yeah. No, but but for sure, I, I mean, it's a good song. Yeah, I like it for sure. So, it, it, at least Brandon didn't go with "If God Was One of Us." So. Thought about it, <laughs> or Dietrich? Sorry, yeah. Honestly, thought about it. Yeah, thought about. It. Okay. Wait, you don't like Joan Osborne? No, I like that one too. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, it would have been right up your alley, Tosh. So, I yeah. know. I know. I, this whole thing was right up my alley. Yes, we all know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, all right, cool, Damon, cool. back to you. Okay, Let's... well, uh, yeah, no, you had a, you had a great pick, Taj, and uh, I commend you for that. <laughs> uh, and everybody had a good pick. So the only one we don't know is uh, Brandon. Brandon, what'd you pick? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I, I I looked at all the nominees for the 1990s. And then, and then I, I, I came across this band and I thought, Oh man, this is perfect because it's not just one female artist. It's three female artists. And this song is from their second album. That album came out in 1999. I am talking of or talking about the band called the chicks, formerly known as the Dixie chicks. And they were known as the Dixie Chicks when the song came out, and the song is Sin Wagon. Sin Wagon came, well, Sin Wagon was a song on their second album called Fly, which came out in 1999. Um, this album actually did win a couple Grammys. It won Best Country Performance by a Duo or a Group with Vocals, and also won Best Country Album. And um, the the chicks, uh, the the lineup for the chicks hasn't changed since 1995. Uh, there are three members in the band, and that is Natalie Baines, uh, Marty McGuire, and Emily Strayer. Uh, Marty and Emily were the ones that formed the band in 1989 in Dallas, Texas. Uh, at the time, their last name was Irwin. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this band, it's, it's been this trio since 1995. Um, very, very successful, successful group. And, um, yeah, man, I, I can't remember the first time I, I heard Dixie Chicks, but I do remember that this song has always been one of my favorites by, by the band. Um, I just, I really enjoy the, uh, I just enjoy the, how fun it is. And, uh, it's, it's just got great instruments and, um, Natalie Maines, her vocals are always on point. They're always fantastic. Um, and there's a little bit of controversy when this song came out. This was actually never released as a single, though it was still pretty successful. But there was some controversy uh, to the song. Actually, two songs from this album, uh, Sin, Sin Wagon and Goodbye Earl. And I think the reason why there was controversy is because one of the lyrics is they're talking about mattress dancing and that offended some more uh, conservative radio stations. Um, but I know that the, the chicks laughed it off and, uh, and I think they even thought, Oh, you have a problem with this, but you don't have a, you don't have as many problems with goodbye Earl, which is, uh, about, uh, killing the husband. So I think it was about the husband, but anyway, um, yeah, man, like I said, I just, I really love the song. Uh, it's just a fun one. You know, it's just so the, the, the women, the women are, are having a good time and just being wild and, and free and, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just great. Like, I, I love the lyrics and I, I just, I love everything about this song. Um, so yeah, that's my choice, Sin Wagon. So I liked it a lot. I, I've never really, I mean, I've heard some, some chicks album here and there, but I really haven't like listened to a whole album before. And so, um, I'm not sure that I've heard this song before, but I really liked it. So you listened to this early on, like when it first came out? <coughs> Around that, around that time, I know okay. that, I know that, um, I believe, uh, Amy had bought both the albums. Okay. So you've been, you've been a fan of bluegrass then for a long time then. Cause like, I know uh, I've been, I've been a fan of bluegrass probably since I was 18. <laughs> okay. Um, because, and, and you know, what's funny is like my, I didn't like bluegrass at first. But I had a manager actually that worked at Lens Crafters who used to play bluegrass in the lab. And I would go in there and make fun of it all the time. <laughs> and then, and then one, I remember. Okay, I know you're talking about. No, no, this was, this was in a different state. Um, oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, and then, and then there oh, was a moment, everywhere. there was a moment where like I was like, like tapping my foot and then like, you know, smiling. And then I had that like, ah, uh, ah, damn it. He got me. You know, I like this. He's right. This is good. <laughs> and uh yeah I've, I've been a fan ever since 
Dixie Chicks. No. Wow. Wait, was, <laughs> so I, did they change their name from the Dixie Chicks to the Chicks? They did. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. The, the Chicks. That's right. Chicks. They represent all chicks. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. I mean, they're awesome. And they've changed their, they go back and forth between country and like alternative rock almost. And some, some of their stuff, which is, I think is really unique. Uh, but yeah, I liked, I liked this pick cause I thought it was definitely a bluegrass sounding um, song, which, you know, I, I, I think at one point I had a bluegrass phase. I don't know what it was, but that style of music, it was just, I was drawn to it for a while. But uh, yeah, I think the D- Dixie Chicks for sure, like they're all sisters, right? They're all related. No, no, just two. They're not. Oh, just two. Okay. Um, if I'm repeating stuff you said, sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, Dixie Chicks or the Chicks, the Chicks uh, are definitely up there with not a band that I ever thought I would like. And then I started liking them. So, and this song is definitely really cool. Um, and it's an older song. I don't think I heard a lot of their stuff when I was younger, you know, in the 90s. Um, I always had like a weird idea of anything related to country was bad. And I didn't, I wasn't really like, you know, I guess I wasn't, um, listening to a lot of it or my friends weren't. So I wasn't aware of what was out there, but yeah, I know they were on VH1, MTV, all that a lot. Uh, so it's good to see these artists from the nineties still going strong today. Good pick, Brandon. Uh, very uh, not different from what you would pick, but I just didn't expect the the chicks to be your pick. So that was cool. I like it. Cool, cool, cool. There was always two chicks from not two chicks, two groups from the nineties that I always remember because I started off hating them so much because of all the markability. But then once I actually listened to the music, I actually started liking them, and so it became kind of like a guilty pleasure for me. I know there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I'm just saying. But um, it was Wilson Phillips. Dixie Chicks. So, um, as far as this particular song, I think you knocked it out the park. That's a hell of a pick. Um, I, I had to grow on me. I'm not going to lie. They definitely had to grow on me back in the day when it came out. But once I started listening to them and actually getting a feel for where they were coming across and, and, and the actual music that they were bringing, I actually grown to like them and respect them a lot. So, um, just for that fact alone, yeah, this is a great pick. I wonder what the panel. I wonder what the panels, you know, for the Grammys, like how they decide, especially in the '90s. It's like I'm sure it was really a rough time for artists that were up and coming, and women were trying to make their name. And you know, Tori Amos, she was nominated like a ton of times, and I don't think she ever really won. But she uh, she got best alternative album for um cornflake girls album so that's i mean that's yeah. definitely under the under the pink that was uh that was nominated for you know i guess in 94 or like around that time but really blows my mind how big artists kicking ass they get nominations and they never get a grammy and is it because they're female i don't know but no, it's politics. At the end yeah. of the day, it's all politics. It's Record it's, labels, maybe? Yeah. Music industry is one big ass high school and everything is going off of clicks. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, who are we good with? Who can we vibe with? Who is going to support us when we need their support? Who is going to, you know, make us look good in the, in the, in the limelight's eye? You know, who can we put up here and actually feel strong about, you know, giving that vote behind? And mainly, you know, what kind of money can we get off of it? What kind of endorsement? gonna happen if i vote for your artist what am i getting in return does that mean you're gonna vote for my artist next year or does that mean you're gonna put me on your platform where, where does it come from so it's a lot of politics involved in that shit yeah 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 it, and i i was surprised because when i started doing research like uh um mariah carey was like out of the 10 years she was nominated <laughs> seven years but she only won for the, her like a, a one the single off of her very first album and you're like, that's not even like, if you ask anybody nowadays, they're like, she Wait. went for that song? First thought, <laughs> was it Sweet Fantasy ba- Sweet Sweet Fantasy Baby or? No, no it was Visions it was of Love. Vision of Love. It was yeah. her first single. Yeah, her first single. And you're like, okay. I've never heard this song. <laughs> so, kind of an odd way yeah. to, yeah, it's definitely politics. That's so strange. Yeah. Well, okay. That was politics because of her. Her husband at the time was the record exec that gave her the demo, which turned around and gave her the song, which turned around and okay. went, went through all that stuff. So there's a lot of controversy behind that and then how that came about. 
What was it? Tom Matola? Yeah, that that guy. So yeah, a lot of red tape behind that one. I don't think we want to touch that one this episode. Gotcha. Um, but you know that just backs up further backs up a point in that situation. So um, some of the female artists is not about you know the artistry. It's not about how many record sales necessarily. It's about marketability and what can other people get out of the situation or what what do you have against those other people? What kind of skeletons do you have in their closet that you can expose in the situation in order to get the vote? Um, yeah. Very scandalous very very cutthroat behind the scenes but um you know that's neither here nor there we'll let kanye west argue that point um <laughs> outside of that i think um if we're good we can move on to side b that's how i'm gonna do that all right so let's let taj lift that record over the side b drop right. that needle drop, drop that needle so needle okay. dropped so, uh, Damon, you, you had some homework for us, didn't you? Yeah. So this is, uh, this is definitely related to my theme. Um, Grammy nominated, uh, women artists for the nineties. One of the, one of the top women artists in the nineties, in my opinion, uh, best, I think best album. Uh, cause I listened to it over and over again. I listened to the hell out of this album. Um, and I think that uh, everybody's heard it. Everybody knows who she is. If you haven't, well, you know, check it out. Um, but uh, this is Alanis Morissette, and uh, the the album's Jagged Little Pill. It's a really good album. <laughs> There's nothing else I have to say. Bike dropped. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that if you want if you want to hear an album with uh, anger. <laughs> But yet, like happiness, um, some fun in it. I mean, there's there, the whole every song has a story. Uh, I think that uh, this is all you know coming from my perspective, and like when I listened to it a lot when I was younger, my friends were always listening to it. Um, there's there's even a song that has a <laughs> has a story uh, where like I don't know if she actually ever really tells what's what it's really about. <laughs> But it, I think it, it was mentioned on Kirby Enthusiasm, um, a show on HBO with Larry David or whatever. That's that was really funny. She was on there. Uh, I, I saw her recently. I never saw her in the nineties. Um, I saw her on her last tour, uh, postponed by COVID and then reopened. Uh, and it was a birthday gift for my wife. Um, and I had to miss an episode for this podcast for it. <laughs> little, little tidbit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that, that was definitely really cool to see her still playing, still touring. She's still doing it now. Um, I mean, Jagged Little Pill is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's probably one of the best, uh, I think one of the best albums I've heard in the nineties for sure. And, um, yeah. So my, I would have to say, it's hard to say what my favorite song is, but you ought to know. It's going to be my pick just because I, I remember hearing that it was about her uh, short time with Dave Dave Coulier <laughs> from what is it a uh, Full House and I don't know if that's true or not I, I guess I just don't know I ought to know but uh, I don't uh, but yeah so like a lot of the songs on this album are really good there's like a secret track at the end kind of creepy you know this whole album's about her love life you know and uh and it's about things that happen fun quirky things that happen um yeah i don't want to mention other songs until you guys give me your picks but uh what do you guys think of alanis morissette's jagged little pill so uh you want me to go i'll go i'll go Why not? yeah yeah i think you can go yeah all right um yeah i mean i it, it it is amazing like going back and listening to this album um how many of these songs were hits you know like i mean there's a lot you know total hit album man this is yeah yeah I mean, exactly. but, but what was funny though is I probably haven't listened to this album when it took, since it first came out. Um, like the whole album, right? Like, and, and I think my brother was the one that bought the album. So it wasn't my CD and I don't remember ever like taking it from him or borrowing it. Um, but, but there, there were some songs though, for sure, where I'm like, have I even heard this before? Um, this is like brand new to me, but it wasn't, it wasn't that many songs because like I said, so many of them were singles or, or hits and you heard them on the radio. So, um, yeah. you know, just the, uh, that, that percentage of, of hits over, you know, just, uh, 
the other songs is, is staggering. Um, right. Uh, and the yeah. Grammys were, were just like outstanding too. She won more than one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this album definitely screams nineties for sure. And maybe it's because yeah. I grew up in the nineties and I heard this, but like, but right. this is a total nineties, nineties album and, uh, nineties songs. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's not, it's not me being disrespectful. Like, right. I, I still, I still enjoy the album. Um, you know, I still enjoy listening to, um, those songs that were hits. It was, it was, you know, definitely a trip down memory lane for sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, overall, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I definitely think I like the ones that are hits more than the other songs. And, you know, there's a reason why they were, they were more popular. I, for, you know, because they were good songs. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, it's, it was very, very entertaining. It was fun to go back and listen to. And, um, yeah. So, and my song would be, uh, oh, uh, it would be Hand in My Pocket. would be my my choice track so that's yeah. that's the one that i would i would go with and you know definitely definitely a 90s song for sure so but again i mean that in a good way <laughs> what makes it so 90s it's like the style like almost like style came out in her lyrics right <laughs> Yeah, like you can see what people were wearing just by hearing it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so everybody already knows, like, during <laughs> the last episode, like, it, this is um, I I would have picked this album at some point. I I really would. I, I figured it was gonna be me or you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it. But yeah, it's. Oh uh, yeah, I, I love love every track on here. Uh, it's just amazing. It's interesting because Brandon does mention that like it is 90s, but it's not it has the the hints of 90s, but it's not like the overplayed, like same sounds of every 90s song. You know, it's the elements are there. Really? All right. All right. I got you. I got you. Anyways, that's how I feel. But anyways, the the album as a a whole, I like I I just want to circle back to something on the you ought to know. I think that's the best song that uses the word fuck like it has appropriate <laughs> use of the word fuck like there's some songs that oh, just throw it around you know there's some songs that you know kind of sneak it in you know this one is like yeah. you know <laughs> certified good use of the word <laughs> so uh, uh, she's fucking pissed <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, now we'd be remiss to, to not mention that this song has the song ironic on it, which is totally not ironic. It's more about shitty luck than being ironic. Uh, but the song that I'm probably going to pick, which has some elements of it, they're even more like who translated this song, but I still love the song regardless is, uh, head over feet. Don't be alone if I Because that's that's the song I like. Because the lyrics, even so, some of them are like, "Huh, that's not how that works." <laughs> even even the title, "Head Over Feet," it's not it's supposed to be heels over head, but not head over feet. But you're like, "Okay, <laughs> you got me, son." <laughs> Yeah, I knew I should have went before you. <laughs> I, I have another pick if you want me to switch it. No, 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 no. It's my you turn. You can pick it after uh, Dietrich if you want. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. So, um, so let's let's pick you guys on that that topic we were talking about as far as the '90s sound, right? Um, it's not so much that like. Okay, so let me let me reference it this way. Or okay. It, excuse me. Um, the '90s had a definitive sound when it came to rock. When it came to alternative rock, when it came to mainstream rock, you knew when a rock song was coming on just by their intro alone, right? Okay, um, gotcha. Especially this particular album within itself, because honestly, if you switch her out for a male vocalist, you literally would have almost a grunge sound to it. Almost, right? And and it would be almost like a... Uh, I, I want to say not Stone Temple Pilots, but it's 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 definitely along the lines of it's Vertical Horizon Train. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, you know I'd what? Say I'm she, thinking, I think more grungy. Uh, yeah, it's 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 more 
female Jeremy than anything yeah. else, right? Okay. And like I said, you know I say that in a positive aspect, not in a negative, because you know, going into the 2000s, everything kind of picked up um, as far as sound-wise. It took on more of a, a pop vibe. Um, it, it took on more of a... There was rock out there, but it wasn't the definitive rock. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the definitive <laughs> sound of what everybody was doing at that time, and she still was able to take it and curve it a little bit to make you listen to the songs themselves. And that's what I got out of the album as a whole. Um, yes, this this is yeah. a fucking hits bill uh, all the way through, and mainly because of her writing, but also because of her delivery on those songs. She oh, made yeah. you feel what she was talking about in those songs, even if you didn't feel it from a female point of view. You felt it from a human point of view, because nobody wants to have shady luck. Nobody wants to, you know, be dealt a bad hand when it comes to relationships. Nobody wants to be cheated on. Nobody wants to feel those feelings. So that goes on both sides yeah. of the coin, right? And she definitely hit the nail on the head. With, with all her songs that she brought on this particular album. So I'm going to go ahead and say it was going to be head of a beat, but I'm going to let Tosh have that one. <laughs> you know, because there's so many to throw on the back end. Exactly. But my my actual favorite one on this one, just from her delivery alone, would have to be ironic. It's like Um, mainly from the yes. point of it's a it's a true rock song. It's a true um, storytelling feeling behind it. You've got different levels of changes. Like you can tell, it's a complete song all the way through. And you know when it dropped, and definitely when the video dropped, it was it was one of those things that just kind of made you look at her in a lighter light. You know, she wasn't so angry. She wasn't so like in your face type shit. And it worked. Right. And it just showed you a different side of her altogether. And you know, this this by far to me is is definitely one of those albums that you can listen to and not feel bad about listening to it because, like you said, every doubted damn song was a hit in some way shape form or fashion so much to the song where this is one of those records where labels and not even labels sorry um radio stations were literally picking other songs that weren't releasing singles and playing them as singles because they loved them that much and there's only so many artists that they've done that with and she was just happy to be one of those and that's why all these songs are familiar whether they be actually in movies whether it be in commercials whether they were being played by radio stations left or right they pretty much would go through whole albums um playing her this particular album itself yeah. and she was just all over the damn place and you couldn't you couldn't get past it yeah but see it, my runner-up would have been like uh, you learn um or um uh, right through you i think is the other one but yeah but forgiven forgiven is just a really powerful song like that one just yeah. kind of rips right through you <laughs> like it's like we're gonna take our heart out of our chest and just show it to you and then put it back yeah. in you're like oh, this whole shit. damn album yeah. was her therapy session for real yeah it was like you either real, wanted to real. yeah you either wanted to be her or you wanted to like date her <laughs> And it probably saved a lot of relationships, this album. Made people think about how shitty they were being. <laughs> like, oh, did I do that? Oops. Uh, I'm not going to do that again. Well, I didn't want to date her because I didn't want to get put in a song. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this, the the supposed, supposed Dave Coulier, so I don't know if it's really about him. But um, yeah, you know, Ironic never, it got nominated, but it didn't win. That's right. fucking crazy, dude. Uh, yeah, that's just, that's, that blows my mind. Uh, anyway. So, do you think there's any chance that they're going to use Mary Jane in a Spider Man movie? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> nope. Nice tie, nice tie in there. Uh, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> You tried it. I tried it. Had to go there. Montage. <laughs> yeah. A lot of she definitely was a. I mean, she put herself out there. I think that the there's like one or two albums after this. She was like in the video naked. It was blurred out, but she's like walking around New York City naked. And I was just like, why is it blurred out? But uh, yeah. Anyway. Come on, Damon. You know why. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can't play that on MTV. Um, all right, well, um, why? If we're ready, let's go ahead and close that capsule, that time capsule on the '90s. And um, oh, okay, I know. But before we go, Taj, yes, 
You, you, <laughs> yes, have, it's your turn. I what, know what what album must we endure for so, <laughs> the next episode? What monstrosity? <laughs> All right, I I know I'm leading too much into this, uh, but so this album because this album got picked, um, it, it kind of messed up what what I was going to pick. Um, but, uh, I've come up with a new one. Uh, why can't I find? Anyways, uh, do you know what your album pick is? Yes, I do. I'm just trying to make sure I have the title right. Uh, oh, come on. I'm just trying. Why is it? I'll just do it this way. Sorry. Anyways, I'm vamping. So before, okay. So here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm listening. The uh, thing was, I was going to pick, yeah. uh, uh, a Lady Tron album because of the horror theme, but before Lady Tron, and before Metric for me, there was a band. Metric, there's a band okay. that I know I've already made two of you listen to <laughs> before we ever started uh-huh. this podcast. But once I went back and I saw this band, I was like, they found it on my list. Like, yes, this it, it's not going to hold up the Jagged Little Pill, but it's one that I hold dear to my heart as much as Jagged Little Pill personally. It is The okay. Scanners is the band and the album is Violence is Golden. The Scanners? It's Scanners. The Scanners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it, it's okay. yeah. It, it's a grunge rock. Yeah. yeah it, from 2006. Um, yeah, it's it, it was just hard because I, I couldn't find it. I didn't want to have a direct comparison to Jagged Little Pills. So I was trying to do something, something you did different. Mention, you mentioned Metric, though. That's a really cool. Well, yeah, because because from I went from this band to Metric to Lady Tron. And so I was going to do a Lady Tron album, but like it, it doesn't hold up to Jagged Little Pill. It just doesn't. This Too one many does. ladies in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> this one. This one does. Violence is golden. It, it's not. It's not going to overtake it, but it, it's like giving it. You know, it's a good match in a sense. You know, it, it's how is how I feel. So yeah, especially. Well, going we'll back. see. Uh, maybe you should have picked something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we will find out. We shall. We'll find out if it's a good album or not. All right. So okay. We'll take us to tell you if it's good or not. Right. <laughs> So, uh, I'll go and wrap things up then. Uh, this has been Choice Tracks. You can find us on our website of choicetracks.com, or you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Uh, we also have playlists available on Spotify and Pandora that match each episode. Uh, so, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm a feminist. I just want y'all to know. Yeah. Uh, my name is Dietrich. Get him. And uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. And I got a hand in my pocket, and I might get a piece of sign. <laughs>